Hi all and welcome to the Momish Podcast. I am back. Season two is here and I am so excited to be back on the mic and bringing some content to you all. It has been too long. Um, And I just want to first start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is listening. Thank you for holding on tight. It's literally about to be seven months when this episode drops since I've talked to you guys. And I am so grateful, so thankful if you are still listening and to all the new folks that are joining in. Um, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I am so grateful to be in such a an amazing space to bring you this podcast. Um, I hope I share like uh, the positive energy. I hope you guys feel the positive vibes today when you're listening to this, because that is what is exuding out of me at the moment. Um, I want to jump right in. I want to give you guys um, a good episode um, because it's literally been way too long. I have been going through so many different transitions in my life. As I said in the teaser, it has been a long, long, long road to get to today, to right now, to the here and this moment. Um... And I feel really, really great to be in the space that I am um, and in the moment. I'm thriving. My son is thriving. And it's fantastic to feel this way. When you guys met me um, in the beginning of last year, when I was playing around with this podcast business, um, and it ended up being a thing, It started as me just fooling around with just the thought, the idea. And then I started really sitting and deciding what I wanted to do with this band, this brand that I was creating. Um, And it's become so special to me, so dear to my heart. And I hope that with time and the energy that it deserves, that it'll grow to be something really amazing because I truly believe in the brand's momish. Um, I think it's such a dope thing and I want everybody to feel that, that type of energy that I'm giving now. When I, going back to last year, when I began it, um, I had literally, 2021 was one of the most difficult years of my entire life. I went through so much. My family went through so much. I experienced so much loss, so much death, um, so many negative things. uh, And it really caused me to go through, I, I would say probably one of the most difficult times in my life. And I feel like I'm a whole different person. Thinking back, on last year, just going through the motions and continuing to have to get up and, and, and be, you know, myself and, and be a full-time 
you know, employee where I was, where I'm working and, and be a full-time mom and still try to just function when literally my world was like falling apart and everyone around me, um, their lives were falling apart too. Um, and just trying to remain strong and, and, and be, you know, just okay and to get up and tackle every day. Um, it, it wasn't easy a, a lot of those days. Um, on some days, I, I was not mentally okay. And I felt like I couldn't be a mom to my son. Um, my mental health was really screwed up. I, I saw some really awful, awful things last year. I, I, I saw many people around me, my loved ones, suffer and experience so many awful things. And, you know, I had to come to a, a, a place where I had to step back and be like, you know what, I am not superwoman and I am struggling. You know, there was days that I didn't sleep for for multiple days, talking about three, four days in a row and would still get up and just be like, you know what, it's got, I got to get up, I got to move, I got to go to work, I got to be a mom, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to support this person, I got to lift this person up. And it was no good. I was, mentally, I was in a bad place. Um, I was, I was anxious, depressed, um, and I was, I was struggling. I felt like I was drowning. Um, so that's why so many of those episodes were so spaced out. And, and every time I came back, if, you know, if you're a, a, a consistent listener, you'll, you'll know that I always came back and I told you what was going on. Um, but for the most part, the, the podcast was very scattered and all over the place, but it was what I was going through at the time. And it couldn't be any more authentic than what it was, um, considering what was going on. Um, I mean, I know I cried on, on certain episodes. I'm not going to say that that's not going to be, um, you know, what happens this episode. I, I don't, I'm, I, you know, this episode going forward, any episodes going forward. I mean, I, I could very well give you some emotional content and you might hear me crying. Um, but I'm okay with that because I allowed myself to get to a space where I needed to feel things. Um, because I think that was part of my struggle last year. I wasn't allowing myself to feel things. I just kept going and kept pushing and it didn't work out well for me fast forward to today and right now in this moment um this year I don't want to say it started off rough it just started off fast um after the holidays are always busy getting back in the groove we started the year unfortunately with COVID and you know I was down for you know like a few weeks with COVID and some uh lasting effects of COVID that I struggled with. Um, so that was the month of January, really just trying to get back and get, you know, back to feeling almost 100% so I can go back to, um, you know, functioning, going to work, being a mom again. Because, you know, when you go down, you go down. Uh, you know, some people that, you know, experience more serious COVID um symptoms you guys could relate um thankfully my son and me got it we got it at the same time he bounced back that for two days and once he was feeling better I went down um 
and then I had some some complications that kept me out of work a little bit longer and just I took me a little while to get back um into a routine and in some feeling a little normal and then um you know getting back in the groove when when I don't know about anybody else but for me it took me about two months to really feel um better so that that's what I was dealing with. It was it was it was tough. It was it wasn't a, a wasn't a good time. And my son had some, you know, ever some lasting things that um, made it difficult too for him. Um, and then we started once he was feeling better. We started back into basketball, and that really kept us busy until until um, May. Literally took up our whole life. Um, so every month um and then and then march came along and um i received some great news that i'd be receiving a probate um promotion and um thankfully it's for the position that i've been working really hard for so if i never wanted to do anything else um i can actually retire from the position that I'm in now and I've worked very hard um I know some of you guys like I said consistent listeners if you go back you hear my journey of how I went back to school late um how I was balancing being a mother and going back to school and working overnights and you know essentially graduating you know towards the top of my class um you know I I I hustled to get where I'm at and thank God that the hustling and the networking and the really going out there and doing my thing um, in a field that I guess you could say is male dominated. There's a lot of females here now, but originally the position, you know, was more male dominated. But um, you know, now now things have changed and, and women are taking over in the in the field. Um, so I'm still working in the criminal justice field. I'm doing you know what I want to do which I'm so grateful for. There's not a lot of people, especially now, unfortunately, and it's so sad that it doesn't matter if you went to school, you got all these degrees. Um, I'm in a place that I'm, I'm very content. I no longer have to commute for work. So I got this amazing promotion. I'm doing what I love, what I've worked hard towards, and I'm working closer to home. And I feel like I've literally gotten my life back um, because... For so long, I was commuting and I was bouncing around and doing this and doing that. And I feel like I have an amazing career. Um, and it's literally just taken off since I started, um, you know, a few months ago. And I'm just really content and really happy. And, um, you know, it's it's one thing to... for you know, you to be established before you become a mom and you get married and things like that. Um, and I, and I say it all the time, I did everything backwards. Um, but let me tell you something, there is nothing like your child watching you struggle and then start achieving goals and them being there to witness you accomplishing goals and checking things off your bucket list. There's nothing like it. Um, do I wish I did things different sometimes? But I feel like I did things exactly how they should have been because my son sees, like, where hard work, dedication, where hustling really gets you. Um, and it's to this moment, I mean, the other day I was sitting in my office and 
I have such a great supervision and, uh, and, and co-workers and they're just like, oh yeah, you know, they just like really ease me into my position and, and it makes me feel so important. And I know I have an important job, but it's just, I was sitting in my office that I had just, I was so excited to decorate and I had gotten my business cards and I sat there in my office and I cried, you know, I cried like a baby because I was like, wow, everything that I said I was going to do, that I swore up and down that I was going to accomplish, I'm doing it. Like, this is it. I'm living in that moment. And what a feeling. What a what an overwhelming feeling it was. And I'll say it a million times. If I didn't have my son, I probably would have never went back to school. I would have never you know, been out here like, yo, I got a kid, I gotta, I gotta make shit work, um, so to be here in this moment, it it feels surreal, and I, and I still go into work every day, and I'm just like, wow, damn, like, this is my job, like, I'm doing what I want to do, like, this is me, I'm really doing this, um, and it's crazy, like, it's crazy to me, like, I'm just, like, I feel like I'm interning again, that's how I feel like I'm interning again, like, you know, there's going to be a time limit and then it's going to be over. Um, and then I'm going to go back to like this regular life that I had. And it's, that's, that's not the case. And every day that I go in and every week that I, you know, knock down, I'm like, oh, this is really, this is it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. This is my career. I had a career before, I guess, but it wasn't like what I wanted to do. Like, this is what I've been working for. And I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up in, in, um, in other episodes so I'm here and even though I'm content I'm like what can I do after this what can I do next um so I have once I get a few years and I, I have a my goals my next goal is to be a supervisor and we'll, and we'll see maybe I'll retire as one of the one of the supervisors so there's that that's my update so that's what I've been really doing for several months now getting situated and acclimated and I'm, and I'm still doing that um now um it's just you know now I'm getting a little used to the transition but anywho that actually that was my segue into what the episode I wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about today um because I've been very sensitive the last few weeks um Being a woman, a mother, um, you feel a lot of pressures in the workforce, at home, from family, you know, if we go back, you know, hundreds of years ago, whatever, back in the day, women stayed at home, bared children, the man went out, made the, made the money, and, you know, that's just what things were, and even my my grandmother my heart my heart outside my body um aside from my child um she's 93 years old she suffers from dementia but when she has her good day she will still ask oh you going home to cook and she just can't get over this oh you work till five o'clock and there's not dinner on the on the plate you you know what are you what are you doing you running the streets at five o'clock you should be in the house the kids should be washing up you should be eating dinner and it's just and it's I understand 
her, all she wanted me to do is just be married and have all these children and, and just, just be this domesticated housewife. And unfortunately, the way these bills are set up, it, it's not possible. And, I, and it wouldn't be enough for me. Um, and if I thought I wanted to be some housewife sitting home taking care of children, COVID changed my mind. Uh, it would have 1,000% changed my mind. Um, so now, in this moment, um, you know, women are out there. They're in the workforce. Like, I'm, you know, I worked hard to be in the position in the career that I am and. and I had to sacrifice a lot, a lot, a lot of time. I had to sacrifice a lot of time with my child in order to be where I'm at. And now I'm in a place where I'm working closer to home and, and all those sacrifices have finally you know, put me in a position where I could spend time with my kid. Um, I'm, I'm able to drop him off and pick him up and, and, and have, I can, we can go sit down and have breakfast somewhere if we wanted to, and we can run errands together. And, you know, I have energy to be with him, have, have good solid amazing conversations with him because I'm not drained from sitting in the car for two hours um you know and and working all day and you know all of these you know regular things um so you know but you know even so with this you know this new era of women really being out in the workforce and now you know you even see men staying at home and taking care of children and and being you know, the homemaker at home. It's just, you know, things have changed. Um, but over the last few months since I made this transition and now, you know, my mind is just, I'm focused on, on, on chasing the bag. I'm like, I've worked my ass off. I'm going to go chase this money um, because I deserve it. And I'm going to be in a field where, you know, women are just as valued as men and they weren't always valued that way women are, are taking over these supervisor positions and they you know they they're running the agency now that I that I work for so it's it's a lot of transition has happened you know way before I was even you know here um but I say that to say that lately with I've had a lot of backhanded comments um saying oh that's great that you want to work and take all your time being at work and you're gonna be 33 and you're unmarried which I am I'm unmarried I'm unmarried and I'm not ashamed of that um but I've been with the same person for the last 13 years the same person that I have a child with um and like most People like like most couples when you get together young, which I was 18, turning 19, and he was turning 21. Um, we've been through a lot. We went through a lot of transitions, and things weren't always great. And I feel like this is a space where I can talk about that. We went through a lot of things. We've, you know, had periods of times apart. Um, we've taken time to work on goals. I mean, last year alone, we've both took some space and really focused on our goals and to know where we were at maybe in the beginning of last year and where we're at now um even though I you know for both of us we're not exactly where we want to be we are almost on the top of the world considering where we were last year and then let's not even get into the years before um and aside with the oh you're unmarried blah 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 you're getting old when are you gonna have another kid and and um I've been getting a lot of pressure. Instead of people complimenting me and being like, oh my gosh, you finally reached your goal. You're, you're living out your dreams. And 
I'm getting comments about how I'm getting old. I'm unmarried and uh, I should give my man another another kid. And at first it didn't bother me. And for me to sit here and say that it doesn't now, I'd be fucking lying because it's irritated my soul over the last couple of weeks. When I'm out here like doing my damn thing and all people could say is that I'm still not doing enough because I'm apparently getting old and I am not worried about sitting at home, you know, and and being a housewife and bearing all these children. Um, And I have cried about it a lot um, in the last couple of weeks because it's really gotten under my skin. Um, And I've had conversations with certain people and, you know, it's very... 50-50, 50-50, like, people are like, oh, you maybe should think about having another kid, and I'm like, maybe you should think about minding your fucking business, that's, <laughs> I'm to the point where people are getting that kind of response from me, and I don't want to be that person, um, like, just congratulate me about my new job, and then my business, um, and thank you, so that's kind of where I'm at, um, but if I'm being 1,000% honest, you know, it, it does get to me, because there was a time that I always answered people, oh, I'm not having no more kids, my son is grown. I'm not having no more kids. He's going to be 10 this year um, in November. So do I feel a little iffy? Like I should have already did it if I wanted to. Yeah. But I was also not in a position to have another child um, financially, mentally, you know, um, you know, was the relationship always like super stable? No. So me thinking I was being responsible, I'm like, I'm not going to bring another kid into a, a unstable situation, whether it's me, whether it's his father, whether it's both of us together, I thought I was being responsible. And now I feel like I'm in a position and in a place in my life where people are talking down to me for, for doing that when I had the best intentions in mind. Like, how can I offer everything to this child and then try to listen to what everybody else says? Oh, you know, you can't leave them alone. And then selfishly bring another child in thinking, oh, I don't want to leave my kid alone, but do I want to be in a place where I'm not financially stable or whatever you have it and, and then have two children, but they have each other, but I can't put food on the table or I can, they, you know, they don't have coats for the winter or, or whatever you have it, whatever example, um, that you can imagine in your mind. Um, so would I like another child? I've sat and I've thought about it a lot. About, I want to say it was 2018, um, which was another difficult year for me. Um, I had went to the GYN for a regular checkup. Um, Nothing crazy. Um, And I did an exam, whatever, whatever. I get a phone call, maybe like four or five. I did like a pap smear and all that stuff. I get a phone call, maybe like maybe like four days later. It's actually at the gym. Ironically enough, it was an amazing year. I graduated from school, had all this great stuff going on. It was also a lot of different things going on in my personal life that it was like I was very anxious and dealing with a little bit of depression, but I was managing because I was at the gym all the time. I was in the best shape of my life. Um, so I'm literally on the freaking Stairmaster and I get this phone call from my doctor, my GYN doctor. He's like, I need to talk to you. Um, it's a bit serious. I need you to come in to do a biopsy because we saw some stuff with your pap smear. And it's just, hey, he, 
I don't feel comfortable. I need you to come in and you need to do this this thing. So I get in there and he's like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If this comes back and we don't get the results, you know, the procedure that we're going to have to do, there's a likeliness that you're not going to be able to have kids again. Um, you either will have trouble having children, getting pregnant, or if we do this procedure and it's successful, there's a likeliness that you will never have children again. Like, this is it. And as I'm having this conversation, I'm, you know, you know, I'm kind of walking towards, like, the bathrooms. And then as the, the, the conversation gets more serious, I'm finding myself panicking and I have to go outside. Um, and I got outside and I get in my car and I lost it. I had no, in my mind, no intentions, no thought in my mind of having another child at that time in my life. But the fact that the option was going to be taken away from me literally destroyed me. And we went on to do, you know, I went, did the procedure, um, you know, the results took a little while and um, thank God everything came back fine what they saw for what whatever it was um when they went it that was that was it so whatever they took in the sample the first time with the original pap smear it was what it was but when they went back to look there was nothing else there um and now I have to get you know stuff more often but it's not it hasn't been a problem after that thank god um but the thought of not being able to bear children and it not being my choice it really did something to me. And I always said, I'm not going to continue to say, oh, I'm not having any more kids. Like, I just, no, I didn't want to do that because me losing the ability, like that split moment that I that I thought that the, the, the opportunity was gone and it wasn't my choice, I didn't like how I felt. Um, so I stopped doing that. Now, I'm in a position where, and this is me being very open and honest as transparent as I can I see a lot of people that are my age that I went to school with friends of mine and now everybody's beginning to have children now mine is about to be 10 I lived my whole 20s pretty much being a mother and now that I'm in my 30s and I've established myself and I'm in this great place um I do feel a little bit of sadness that I didn't do it earlier but then I'm like no the rational side of you is like no, you, you did the right thing in that moment. And, you know, I would like to have another child. But, you know, I also just began this amazing career. Um, everything I want to do. So it's like I'm really, I feel like I'm at a crossroads. So I've been struggling with that. Um, and that's just being completely transparent. I don't know what my life is. I don't know what I'm going to think you know, four months from now, six months from now, a year from now. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to be, but all I know is what I feel in the moment. Um, my son is about to be 10. He's going into the fifth grade. I'm feeling the same way. I don't have a baby anymore. Um, and, and seeing other people growing their families or, or starting their lives, you know, as parents, you know, it's amazing to watch, but I, I do, I feel like I might be missing out a little bit, sort of a little bit. Um, 
and then hearing people negatively talking down on me has, like I said, has put me in a place too. So there's that. So, and like I said, talking about, I'm going to be 33 years. I feel like I, I am experiencing a little bit of a crisis mode. I'm like, I was in crisis mode the other day. I was bawling my eyes out. I was at work, like couldn't get my shit together. It's like 8.30 in the morning and I'm like, boohoo crying because whatever um so and and i and like i said after i went through those i had a conversation with a couple people and they're like why are you doing this to yourself why are you putting pressure on yourself like people have babies all the time when they're in their 30s blah 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 and i'm just finding every excuse to, to hearing people saying all these negative things you you start questioning you know the decisions you made in your life and i've never do i think i should have did things in a different order. Yeah, maybe I probably could have done that. But thankfully, in the order that they did turn out, like I, I'm doing okay. <laughs> like I really am. So I, I've had to check myself over the last couple of days, like refocus, like remember what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Um, so there's, there's that. And, you know, I just wish that we can get to a place, and like I said, we're 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 in 2022, where women are out there working, men are at home taking care of their children. Like it's just the roles have completely reversed. Like why is there still this stigma that women need to prioritize their household, being a mother, being a wife, before they're able to, you know, worry about a career? Or you have to wait until your kids graduate in order to want to chase a career. And at that point, 30, 40 years old, what career are you going to have? Not that it's impossible, but it's a lot harder to do that when you're older. They want somebody that's 20-something years old, right out of school, nice and hyper and, you know, ready to go and eager. And they can pay them shit because they're young and, you know, anything is better than working at, you know, uh, you know, some part-time job that they had in up until this point um it's just a, it's a shitty stigma um I hate it and now that I'm a little bit older I feel like you know a lot of people that are older than me a lot of the older folks in my family and on my in-laws sides like they speak a lot about what I should be doing and it's frustrating because it's like, do you see what I'm doing though? Whatever you think I should be doing, but do you see the greatness, the the girl boss shit that I'm doing? Like, do y'all see that? Um, because I'm finally in a place that I feel like I'm really fucking dope. And I'm out here doing my thing for me. My son is watching me. He thinks I'm the coolest thing on the damn planet he thinks my job is the coolest shit ever and not a lot of people could sit out here and say oh I love my job and it's a pretty cool job and your kid thinks you're not corny he thinks you're dope like I feel like I'm winning like mom of the year um so like I said when I was talking on the on the giving you guys a teaser earlier um 
yesterday. Um, that's what I was saying. You know, I just feel like I'm experiencing a high, but again, also experiencing a low when it comes to like my emotions and my feelings and the way that people have caused me to feel because of their words and their expressions rather than just saying, you know what, you're amazing. I saw what you went through. I saw what you did. I see what you're doing. You know, let me pat you on the back. Let me clap for you. And it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I haven't cried about it because I had. I got a little teary-eyed talking about it now. Um, no one knows my story. No one knows what it took for me to get to today, to right now, to the here and now. No one knows what that took but me. Um, people have seen pieces. People have experienced moments um but no one knows what that day in and day out was like for me um I was I have a high stress job I deal with a lot of different types of people a lot of you know not nice people you know um it's not a job for everyone but it's what I feel like I should be doing Um, and I'm doing it. Um, and I feel good about it. When I was, you know, for me, my space, my office is like my sanctuary because the job is stressful. So I'm able to walk away, go downstairs, go into my office, my space, close the door and feel good, feel at ease when I'm in there. And I worked so hard for the last couple of months putting this office space together so that I feel good in it. And when I go in there, I feel positive vibes and great energy and lots of girl power. I have a lot of like great shout out to freaking Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Amazon um, for being able to find all this really fun and empowering and beautiful canvases and pictures. Um, and decals to to put in my space to make me feel good and make me feel amazing and make me feel strong and powerful Um, because that's what I feel when I'm in that space and I think when I had finalized like a little bit of my office and like I said I received my business card and I was just sitting in that space that I created for myself, not just physically like this office space, but the 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 work, like the blood, the sweat, the tears that I put in to be sitting in that space. I created this life. I created that moment. I created that space that I was sitting in. I did that. And it was like I said, it was an overwhelming feeling for me. Because no one knows what it took for me to get there. No one knows what I experienced throughout my journey getting there. Um, I went through some of those most trying times in my life 
to get there to that 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 very moment to get to, to today what what I'm doing right now um and I can sit here and I can probably talk for three days just just scratching the surface of all of the things I experienced probably over the last five years um were they difficult yes um I survived yes obviously and you know thank god I have a platform here that I can talk about it however I feel feel fit you know see fit to be able to do that um I have an audience that wants to know what that is and and I'm giving you guys a little little by little um by sharing little pieces here and there and I'll continue to do that um because I feel like even the podcast is my safe space to be able to do that um but I just wanted to share like where I'm at right now because for those who really listened last year this was not where I was at (laughs) Um, and I expressed on multiple episodes that I just felt like I wasn't being a good mom a lot. I just felt like I wasn't capable of being a good mother and I was struggling and I felt like my, my kid was feeling it. I was feeling it. Those around me was feeling it. Um, and I guess there's a transitional period and I feel like now with this transitional period, I also feel like my son is going through a transition where he thinks he's an adult or he kind of like we got a little teenage vibes going on, so we're transitioning and we're trying to get used to that. My new routine, him, me being there, and him, you know, not having to, you know, I'm not depending on his dad, my parents to, you know, do drop offs in the morning, and us trying to get into a routine where it's just us in the morning. Um, it's a transition. Is it a positive overall? Absolutely, but nonetheless, a transition. So I'm eager to see how these next five months, this the rest of the year will will feel as I continue to transition um, in my career and at home and you know as he you know will eventually start school again in a couple of months. Um, I, I'm just I'm excited to to see that growth and where I'll be like what kind of headspace I'll be in at the end of the year, considering that this has been such a different year from last year. I'm eager to talk to you guys of like about, about that growth that me as a mom, um, growing. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so eager to be able to share all that with you. But I did definitely want to express all the great stuff um, and then express my, the, like I said, this, this, this recent change in, in some of the, you know, some of the, the negativity that I've been getting. Um, but I'm good. I'm pushing through. I don't think I'm as emotional about it. I've kind of gotten over my little boo crying. Um, because as always, the positive will always outweigh the, the negative and, People can be negative, but I'm still out here doing what I need to do. And I think I'm killing it. And that's really all that matters to me. And like I said, my son thinks I'm pretty freaking dope. He wants to know how my day goes every day. Um, 
And then I tell them, oh, well, I have plans to, you know, this is what I've got set up or this is what I'll have to do or this is what I'm going to be doing. Oh, you need to make sure you tell me all about that. That's what he tells me. I need to know what happens when you do that. So uh, it's a good feeling. So I'm, I plan to get him back on the podcast, too, because even his voice is starting to sound different. And I think it'll be interesting for the, for the listeners to hear what's, what's going on in the life of a almost 10 year old. Um, you know, all he talks about is Pokemon and Fortnite and that's really it. He'll have a whole conversation with me about Pokemon. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I just, that's what I'll tell him. I'm not for everybody. I know that some of you guys listen, you think the way I talk is great. Or some of you guys are like, oh my God. But I will dead ass be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, boy. I don't know who these, all these chews and whatever. The, I don't know who that is. Um, so that's where, that's where we're at. Um, I'm just sat here and ranted and raved for, I don't even know how long, but I feel like I got through all my, my bullet points that I wanted to get to for the first episode that season premiere that we're doing right now. Um, so, and I'm also (laughs) recording this very late at night because I was supposed to go to sleep but I said you know what I'm gonna get on here because I'm itching to get on here and, and get it done and um when this episode drops it will be the first of July um and it's a very actually a very special date to me because my it is my grandmother who passed away um from non-Hopkins lymphoma um she passed away when I was 18 years old um one of my favorite people in the world and I miss her so much and she was very much a strong independent woman and amazing mother an even more incredible grandmother and she was a boss a mom boss um and she was a social worker here where we live and 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 she left such an impact on the people that she worked with and I remember her telling me, I told her, I was going to go, I'm going to be like you, I'm going to be a social worker. And she's like, don't do that. And I remember she said it um, on an episode, uh, <laughs> she said it, um, she, she had a, an episode and, and, and she was in the hospital. She was, she had been admitted and I remember we were sitting talking and I was at school at the time and, um. I was like, yeah, I want to be just like you. I want to be a social worker. And she's like, don't do it. Like, straight up was like, nah, don't do that. Um, you can't do that. You're going to be one of those people that take the work home. It's just not going to work for you. Like, take it from me. You can't do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something that helps people. It's probably going to be social work. Well, that's what I intended on going in, you know, as my major, which that's what I did at first. Um, I am not a social worker. <laughs> Even though my job sometimes entails being a social worker, I, I did not grow up to be a, a social worker. Um, but I know that if she was still here, I know that she would be so proud of just me killing shit out here. Like, I know she would because she was such a boss, uh, and she, you know, to her children and, and to her grandchildren. She used to, she was always hustling. She used to work as a social worker and when she wasn't working she'd be out there cleaning office buildings and and she would babysit us and and we'd be over there with her 
you know, she used to hustle. Um, and I'll, and I'll always remember her being a mom and a grandmother and be out here doing the damn thing and, and out here making a difference in people's lives and just really just doing the damn thing. And if I'm half of that, you know, 20 years from now, like I still won't be the woman that she was. I still won't equal up to that. Um, And even though she passed away and left this earth, what I feel like was prematurely early. She was 54 when she passed away from cancer. I had a very young grandmother. So when she left this earth prematurely um, and we were, you know, at her funeral and I saw all these people that came, more people in the community came um, and we have a huge family, but the amount of people that came to her funeral saying, oh, that's your grandmother? Let me tell you what she did for me. Let me tell you how she changed my life. Let me tell you how she helped me doing this. And I was like, to be at a funeral and, and feel so much joy and like just, I, I, my mind was like spinning. I, I was never so proud in my life of something or someone um and I was proud to say yeah that's my grandmother that was my grandmother and I remember she worked um in a a, a, the woman's center over here where we live which helped you know um women and children and uh, women who suffer from like domestic violence and were you know needing assistance and such like that really dealt with a, a very large population of women in, in, in different reasons why they would have made their way into this um this agency and um it's just it just it just mind mind-blowing even to this day it still blows my mind like you go back to this this place this woman's center and they know who she was because she was a, a real legend there to this day and um when I can, I try to get back in. And, you know, we try to do a lot of donations and stuff there because um, I feel close to her in the moment when I do that. And and my son, who never got to meet her, um, it's a way for him to feel close to her, even though he didn't know who she was, um, but know the impact that she made on people. So to be able to drop this episode on her birthday, which is July 1st, um, it means something to me because what she did for everybody else, I feel like I'm out here doing too in a different way, but kind of the same, like in a similar way. Um, being able to reach a lot of people at once. Um, so it's just a, it's just a way to honor her memory and being able to say like, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, be able to share me and what I'm trying to be out here and and what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to impact people, which I feel like I want to do through my podcast. Podcast wasn't a thing, you know, when she was alive. So um, I just thank you guys for for hanging on tight. Those who just kept saying, when are you going to drop another episode? When are you going to do this? I'm here. I'm back. 
Uh, I'm working really hard. You know, like I said, I have this new job, so it's, it's been taking up a lot of my time. But I'm also, when I get a moment, I'm also taking lots of notes, jotting ideas down so that I have things to talk about. Um, but thank you for those who have stuck around. And when I've spoke to people, messaged people, seen people out, um, you know, I like I said, I... I met someone who is a a a, the girlfriend of a a mutual friend of of mine and um she's not a mother and she will always say through this mutual friend of of my of ours that when are you gonna drop a new episode blah blah blah. and i'm like wow i'm like you really you like the episodes and she's like yeah i know i'm not a mom but i just i love listening to them because i think they're great and i just the the fact that what i'm talking about is touching people even though it's not necessarily geared towards um you know people that don't have children you know it's still touching them even though it's not geared towards them per se for for the goal that i have in mind for the for the podcast but being able to have people relate just in general because i know i spoke a lot about mental health last year um it's a nice feeling. It's great. And, you know, even if I, one person listens and, and they feel like, oh, my gosh, she gets it. And if you feel normal for one day, even though you feel like you're a shitty mom or you're just really effing up when it comes to this parent stuff. Um, and you listen to my thing and you're like, and I make you feel normal just for one day. <laughs> Like, I think that's a, it's a big deal. I, that, that makes me happy. That makes me excited that, that, and, and proud of, of my podcast. If you're able to go up there and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not a bad mom. I'm not, or there's, or there's somebody else dealing with this, or there's somebody like me, or there's somebody just as crazy as me out there. Um, if I can be that person for you, that means a lot. If I can just make you laugh because I'm insane and my life is crazy and chaotic and you could put this on and you know you're going to laugh, even if you can't relate to any of the shit that I'm saying, that makes me happy. I, I'm proud of, of, of that, um, to be able to do that for you. Um, as always, I always tell you guys, check me on, on Instagram. Usually when I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty active up there. I try to be. So you can hit me up on Instagram, momish the brands mom underscore ish underscore the brands i think there's an underscore in between the brands sorry it's been a little while since i since i shouted that out <laughs> um whether you listen to me on apple spotify wherever you listen to me thank you thank you thank you like share um like and share the the you know the the instagram with the post um i've seen a lot of people share it and thank you because it it, it puts the word out there it shows um our platforms and people are, you know, if they get an itch and they want to look at it, great. Um, but thank you for staying down with me, um, all my momish um, listeners. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, looking forward to, to season two, and I hope you guys are too. Until next time, this is the Momish Podcast.